Oh my gosh, we have a sponsor now. Today's show is brought to you by Hey.com. I switched my personal email to Hey last year and I never looked back. Now, if someone's trying to email me and I don't want them to, I can screen them out. And it's super easy to separate the important emails from friends or family from stuff like email newsletters and receipts. So if you want your email to not suck, then check it out at hey.com. On my phone, I have like, you know, a video of him actually punching the bagel. He just couldn't get over it. Like it was just so perplexing to him. Hang on a second. Who is out there punching bagels? And why would anyone do such a thing? The answer is coming up today on Follow Friday. Today is a good day to meet some new friends. Hey. Everyone make a way. The show is a buffet of folks you should know. Hey. Let's have a swirl. Well, that's enough for a place. So now right away, with no further delay. It's Follow Friday. It's Follow Friday. It's Follow Friday. I'm Eric Johnson. Welcome to Follow Friday, a show about the best people on the internet and why you should follow them. If you're new to the show, welcome. Every week I talk to the internet creators I admire most about who they follow online. This includes podcasters, writers, comedians, musicians, and more. They have amazing taste and will guide us to the people they find fascinating who we should be following too. I'm here with Jen Takahashi, who runs one of the best novelty accounts on Instagram and Twitter. It's called Best of Next Door, and it rounds up the weirdest, the cringiest, and the funniest things people say to their neighbors online. So here's a Best of Next Door post from a few weeks ago, which starts in all caps. Stop feeding crows bagels! They aren't eating the bagels you are giving them. They are stashing them in my trees, and it's raining bagels at my house. I have a lot of questions about this post. Like, for starters, who expects a crow to be able to swallow a whole bagel? But there's not enough time for that. You can find Best of Next Door on Twitter at Best of Next Door and on Instagram at Best of Next Door underscore. And now, if I can get the bagel thing out of my mind, it's time to talk about the people Jen Takahashi follows online. Jen, welcome to Follow Friday. Yay! Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. And I was just, um, as I was just telling you, Eric, it is such a huge honor because you are the first journalist who believed in Best of Next Door. It made my life. I think I only had the account up and running for a few months. And when you covered it from Recode, and the headline was Best of Next Door is probably the or the best account that you're not following on Twitter yet. And that is still probably like the biggest highlights ever from that account because it completely changed the way that I saw the account because you believed in it. So thank you. Aww. Well, thank you for saying that. Thank you for remembering. Until you mentioned it, I, I just completely forgotten that I'd written about it. So <laughs> it's good to know that that had an impact, you know? Yes. Yeah, it definitely did. And so you were going back and forth on a couple of your recommendations for this show before we started taping today. You had at least six people you wanted to talk about. And I, the cruel person that I am, I made you winnow it down to four. Was deciding on this list difficult? Yes, it is. Because there's, a, I don't know, I feel like there's just so many different aspects of like what you're looking for um, to follow on Twitter. Because um, I honestly, I'm, I wish I could say that I used Instagram a lot, but really my platform of choices Twitter. Twitter yeah yeah so yeah it was kind of it was hard but um but yeah it should be good to have some more of, a little bit more of a focus all right well let's dive right into it it's follow Friday we'll start with your first follow 
I asked you for someone you followed forever, and you said, this surprised me, actor and rapper Ice-T. He is on Twitter <laughs> at Final Level and on Instagram at Ice-T, and he's on Law & Order SVU reruns from now until the end of recorded <laughs> history. Uh, so I, I hope I'm not spoiling anything to say that you have actually met him in person. You've met Ice-T in person. Because of his Twitter. Yeah, because of his Twitter. Okay, I do want to get to that story. But first, I want to know, before you were hanging out with famous people, what was your opinion of Ice-T or what was your association with him before before you met him? He was just kind of like my favorite person on Twitter. He sometimes he will um, he'll either post something completely dunking on, you know, on a troll, which I, I loved. He has a series dumb fuck of the day or which I am obsessed with. And then sometimes he will um, tweet these life hacks that are um, he doesn't call them life hacks. I wish I remember what they called, but he tweets this really amazing life advice sometimes. And then sometimes he'll just tweet something completely random like, oh, yeah, I've never had a bagel or coffee in my life ever. More bagels. I think the universe is trying to tell me what to have for lunch. And then the whole internet will just go crazy. So he just has brings so much personality to to the platform. But the fact that he had never had coffee or a bagel, that's the reason (laughs) you met him. Explain the story here. Yeah. So he had tweeted that he was 59 and he had never, he tweeted um, a couple years ago that he had never had coffee or a bagel in his life. Wow. And... I am working for a company called Coffee Meets Bagel. So, you know, so everyone passed it to me and they're like, what is this? And so I, you know, I told our CEO that we need to basically give IC his first ever coffee and bagel. Um, I just feel like it just fell in our lap. And we, it would be just such a huge missed opportunity if we didn't give it to him. So um, within a couple of days, I ended up at Ice-T's house in, um, in New Jersey. And so we ended up filming his reactions to his first ever coffee and bagel. And what I really loved about it is there was just so much footage that didn't make it into the ad that we made for that we ended up making for CMB. And it was just so cool because, you know, behind the scenes, he was just completely perplexed by the bagel. He I have like (laughs) on my phone, I have like, you know, a video of him actually punching the bagel. He just couldn't get over it. Like it was just so perplexing to him. He also said that, you know, he didn't understand understand why it was such a big deal that he had never had coffee or a bagel. He also (laughs) dropped another bombshell and said he's never seen E.T. either. So I was like, okay, well, I don't, unfortunately, I don't work for E.T., so I can't do anything about that. But that's, you know, (laughs) that's interesting. So, um, so yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite follows. His reactions were incredible, um, you know, when it comes to trying his first coffee and bagel. It's just, he just put this icy flavor on it. Don't leave us in suspense. Did he enjoy his first bagel? He said it's not bad. He said that it's. Uh, <laughs> he just didn't understand why it's why people kind of just like to eat like a loaf of bread. He just he couldn't <laughs> understand that. <laughs> so um, it was it was really funny trying to watch him wrap his head around it. And I did get some hate on on Twitter because. I um I wasn't the one who prepared the bagels. I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but I wasn't the one who prepared the <laughs> bagels. And I guess they were untoasted, so he was really oh, struggling no. <laughs> to you know to chew off a bite. And um, people on Twitter were just saying, "Who gave Ice Tea a bagel and didn't even toast it?" He is struggling. Um, so <laughs> it was really enjoyable to watch. And coffee, he um. First, we just gave him a, you know, black coffee. He didn't understand the appeal, but I don't <laughs> either. And he um, then we started giving him um, 
yeah, adding in some things. So then he eventually started liking it, but I, I don't think that he's actually had coffee or a bagel since then. <laughs> uh, well, maybe he'll give it another chance someday. I mean, we're still all in lockdown. It's a good time to try new things. So iced tea, if you're listening, please go have another bagel, toast it, put some cream cheese on it, maybe. <laughs> I also want to mention a video that you shot when you visited Ice tea's house. You were asking him about his dating advice. And so I want to play a clip of what he said to you. Here's him talking about his relationship with his wife, Coco Austin. I think the key to finding your mate is really be honest about who the hell you are because there is somebody out there for everybody. There's absolutely somebody out there for everybody. But you you want to find somebody who really loves you. Absolutely who you are. If you're somebody who likes to play video games all day, there's gamer chicks. You know, I mean, whatever you are, but if you put out the wrong signals, you're going to pick up the wrong person. So, Jen, do you agree with what he said there about the different energies people bring to a relationship? Absolutely. I think that he just gave phenomenal dating advice. And I think that matching energies really is important. And I can kind of see that I think that he gave really solid advice, even down to, you know, not really changing who you are. And if you're a gamer, you know, you can find a, a gamer chick. And so I like that. he, Yeah, he he really made sense. And I actually think about that advice quite a bit. That was Ice T, who is on Twitter at Final Level or on Instagram at Ice T. It's Final Friday. All right, well, let's move on to your next follow. I asked you for someone you follow who is super talented but still under the radar. You said Danny Groner, who is on Twitter at Danny Groner, and Groner is spelled G R O N E R. So tell me about Danny and why he impresses you so much. So I actually worked in PR with Danny at Shutterstock years ago. Danny is probably one of my favorite people on the planet um, for so many reasons. But why he's also one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter is he it's just insane. I don't know anyone else who has their finger on the pulse of pop culture quite like he does. I promise you he's the first person to talk about being dad. He's the first person to talk about, you know, the L article about um Farmer Bro, it's Danny, and his commentary is just always, it's just right on, right on point. Um, so I feel like, you know, a lot of people um, follow those news accounts like Media Redef and everything. Um, well, I also follow those and I love those too, but Danny is always my number one source. If you just look at his Twitter, it's just he tweets all these interesting stories with his favorite quote from it. He has this tremendous appetite, you know, for just learning more. And I and so I feel like I'm learning more as a result. He's um, he's just very interested, endlessly fascinated with the, with the world. Yeah, I was looking at his Twitter, and I feel like he must have a superhuman attention span because he's just like on all day, but in the healthy way where he's sharing big news stories and funny viral tweets and personal observations. And it's like, when do you eat? When do you sleep? I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also, it's crazy because he's probably also one of the most interesting people I've ever met just because he is very online. However, he only got his first smartphone a couple years ago because he wanted to be offline. It was um, really groundbreaking when he announced that he finally got an iPhone. (laughs) Taking to it like a fish to water, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, so we know that Danny has figured out something to stay on top of the news, on top of pop culture. What do do you do? What's what's your strategy to manage the the noise out there? Honestly, it's, um, I wish it was more exciting, but Feedly, you know, rest in peace, Mm -hmm. Google Reader, I will never forget you, but Feedly... Feedly for now, um, because I do work in PR for um, for dating apps and also for um, for a couple other clients on the side. It's I just think that it's 
really important for me to just kind of get my news from, you know, everything from, you know, beauty blogs to men's health, you know, to, um, and um, in addition to like the big publications. So I just kind of browse Feedly all day long. What are your secrets actually? Oh, well, you, before, you, before I get into that, you mentioned Google Reader, and I have to also pay my respects to our dearly <laughs> departed website. I, I recently found an old laptop that I hadn't used in 10 years, and I opened it up, and uh, in the in the Firefox browser, there was, sure enough, a little little bookmark for Google Reader front and center, and right next to it was a Netflix bookmark from when Netflix's logo was a DVD. So really, this <laughs> laptop was finding an era of my internet life in amber. Oh. But my thing for staying on top of the news, I have for a long Long time relied on Twitter and podcasts mainly. And then recently, in the past few months, I've been really getting into email newsletters because there's so many good ones that will just like aggregate everything that's going on. They'll try and summarize as much as they can. And that, that works for me because I live in my email inbox. Yeah. What are a couple that you would recommend, actually? Because I've been looking for a good newsletter. Well, it's funny that you uh, you mentioned uh, the fact that Danny was on top of the Bean Dad story. I just uh, talked to Ryan Broderick for this podcast, and oh, he writes did. an email newsletter called Garbage Day, which is basically the internet explained. It's uh, He understands the <laughs> internet better than I ever will, uh, so that's definitely a good one. Uh, also, uh, for media folks like me, recommend um, Dee's Links is good, and for people interested in podcasting, Hot Pod and Pod News, uh, those are two of my, my must-reads every day. Uh, there's there's so many though i think i subscribe to at least 20 <laughs> nice yeah i'll have to definitely check those out all right that was danny groner who is on twitter at danny groner and groner is spelled g-r-o-n-e-r we're going to take a quick break now but we'll be back in a minute with jen takahashi from best of next door Today's show is brought to you by Hey.com. So I told you earlier, I use Hey for my personal email, and they've just come out with a business version called Hey for Work. You get all the same great features like email screening, data privacy, separate inboxes for your email newsletters and receipts. But with Hey for Work, you also get the ability to collaborate over email without a ton of forwards and BCCs and side threads. Ugh. You can share any thread with the other people on your team and they'll see the whole conversation plus any future replies. And you can even add private comments that only your team can see, in case you need to annotate an email for future reference, or, you know, you just want to gossip about someone who sent you something stupid. So start using Hey for Work today at hey.com work. Before we get back to the show, thank you to Patrick Neville and Johnny Law for reviewing Follow Friday on Apple Podcasts this week. Patrick says, The guests have been great so far with awesome recommendations of people to check out. Great music, too. I agree. And Johnny says, What a refreshing, informative, and positive experience. Can't wait for more. Everyone else, please be like Patrick and Johnny. Search for Follow Friday in the Apple Podcasts app and leave us a five-star rating. It'll take you just 15 seconds. And if you have a few more seconds to spare, leave us a review. Thanks. It's Follow Friday. Welcome back to Follow Friday. Jen Takahashi, I asked you for someone who inspires you, and you suggested someone you work with, Matt Nelson. So that's not a name that I recognized initially, but I am very familiar with Matt's most famous online account. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, Matt is the mastermind behind We Write Dogs. Mm-hmm. And so I was a huge fan of We Write Dogs. And it's funny how we met. Um, there was um, someone on Twitter who was a fan of both Best of Next Door and We Write Dogs. And she tweeted something like, can um, at Jen Takahashi and at Dogfather, which is Matt's handle, um, <laughs> can they just be my Twitter parents or something like that? And then I tweeted back and I was because I had always been such a big fan of Matt um, for so for so many reasons. But I responded and I was like, oh, my God, can we just be friends already, Matt? And then he said, sure. And he followed me back. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're working together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of crazy how we started working together. Um, I was approached for my first ever sponsorship um, opportunity or one that I actually wanted to really consider uh, for Best of Next Door um, last year. But it was before the pandemic, so it ultimately fell through. But I was asking him for his advice because I feel like whenever he does brand partnerships, you know, on We Write Dogs, it's always just so on brand it's never you know he's not promoting like flat tummy tea or anything it's always just a it, and i just love how he's been able to kind of um you know monetize the account in that way so that's kind of how we connected yeah for folks who don't know we rate dogs this is uh, the site you've probably seen retweeted if you don't follow it yourself but it's they take photos and videos of dogs and they uh, apply a very objective very critical uh review process to, to give the dog a grade on a scale of 10 and i don't think i've ever seen a, a grade lower than 10 uh, they're all <laughs> 10 out of 10 11 out of 10 14 out of 10 exactly uh, <laughs> And I'm not sure about this. I think it's also where some of like the internet's like dog speak language, like calling dogs doggos and saying yeah. you instead of instead of hell. It, <laughs> it, it seems to have originated a lot, a lot of like internet culture that has seeped out into the broader consciousness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I remember there's this also this one instance that happened um, a couple years ago where um, someone on Twitter named Brent, he had said that um, he was, you know, having a little bit of an issue with the rating system. He was like, how can they all be out of, you know, more than 10 out of 10? That's just not a good rating system. <laughs> and Matt had replied back, they're all good dogs, Brent, or <laughs> <laughs> you know, or actually maybe his name was Brant and he said they're all good dogs, Brent. And so that moment yeah. actually went viral, too. All right. So I want your hottest take. What is the best dog breed and why? Oh, no. OK, well, right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I am actually trying really hard to not get a Pomeranian. Oh, <laughs> they're Very just cute. so cute. I know. Um, but yeah, that's the my favorite for right now. But that changes okay. a lot. Yeah. When I was in college, I lived in a house where we had a a cockapoo, half cocker spaniel, half poodle. And for me, that's still the platonic ideal because extremely cute, smart, but not too smart. They're not going to like go nuts if they're in the house all day and hypoallergenic. So if you have uh, friends who who are, you know, allergic, you could they can still hang out. (laughs) Exactly. That being said, though, I do have a cat that I love and I try to get Matt to rate her all the time, but he has just ignored me ever since. I probably asked him 20 times so far. <laughs> I, I think next Halloween, you just gotta, gotta put the cat in in a dog costume <laughs> and just see if you can slip that one by the censors. <laughs> Thanks for the idea. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> That's free. You can take that. <laughs> That's Matt Nelson, who's on Twitter at dogfather and dog underscore rates. We Rate Dogs is also on Instagram and Facebook at We Rate Dogs. It's Final Friday. All right, well, we have time for one more follow today. Jen, I asked you for someone who makes you laugh, and you suggested another account that I was already familiar with. It's called Kale Salad. They are on Instagram and Twitter, and the usernames are just as they're spelled, Kale Salad. So explain this account and why it makes you laugh. 
I think their bio just says something like they retweet the the best tweets. I feel like on Twitter, there's always just so much going on that I get FOMO all the time. You know, um, if you're not on right at the exact second, you don't you'll miss something. So mm-hmm. with Kale Salad, they're I don't know how they you know track which tweets are going viral, but they do a really great job. They're like my safety net, so I con- I will know like what tweets are going viral because of Kale Salad. <laughs> and I think yeah, the original. Genesis of this, uh, Samir Mizrahi made the, these accounts because there were other meme accounts that would steal people's jokes and their videos, and they would basically share them without credit. Really? Yeah, yeah. This was a big thing for a couple years, where especially on Instagram, someone would take like a screenshot of a tweet, but they would crop out the person's name and their at username. So it was just like, haha, look at this funny thing that I maybe posted. Um, and so I think this yeah. was sort of a response to a very like toxic side of the meme discourse. <laughs> <gasps> I love them even more. I had no idea. I know, right? Oh, that's genius. Yeah. Wow, so was this during the time of Fuck Jerry? Yeah, yeah, that one. Ah, and was it Fat yeah. Jewish and Dory? Yeah. And yeah, the, oh my there was God, all yeah. these really popular meme accounts that were just like not giving the proper credit. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm really happy it exists. I, I follow it and I don't check it obsessively, but just looking today at the Kale Salad account on Twitter, I was just like, oh, I'm so glad that like a place exists for the, these these weird kind of absurdist jokes uh, that, that this is this is a thing that people do. Um, yeah. th- this might not work because it's a podcast, but we're almost end- to the end of the show. So let's try it anyway. Um, I want you to pull up the Kale Salad account if, if you can, Jen. And uh, we, we are going to uh, try try and pick a, uh, a favorite favorite post they've done recently. Ooh, okay. So while Jen is looking, here's one that I pulled up before the taping. Uh, This is from January 1st, and the caption is Happy New Year. And it's a long line of people in orange standing outside of a McDonald's in the Netherlands. And at first, I I thought this was a protest or something. But if you look closer, you see they all have delivery bags. This is New Year's Day, and this is the Dutch Grubhub or DoorDash or something. And apparently, in the Netherlands, everyone's ordering McDonald's on New Year's Day. So... It's it's really funny. It's also kind of bleak, but <laughs> it made me laugh. Okay, I just took a quick look, and one tweet that I had already liked um, was a retweet from K Lobstar, who said, "Gonna air fry a hot dog for 120 minutes and see what oh, happens." No. <laughs> and I promise it wasn't just that. There's a huge thread. Where oh, they no. document, you know, That's um, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> they document like at 10 minutes now and it just looks, you just know it's not a good idea. Um, they tweeted, my wife is not happy. And it just, I don't know, this is, I feel like sometimes what Twitter is all about, just doing completely random things and just documenting your experience. And it's food performance <laughs> art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, I, I'm I'm afraid to click through to that, but I, I think I think there will be pictures, and I think I have to see them. Um. <laughs> I feel like they also recently retweeted, which is now one of my favorite accounts, which is a place where cats shouldn't be. Oh yeah, I love that account. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like uh, Kale Salt is really good to also help me kind of discover new new accounts to follow. That was Kale Salad, which is on Twitter and Instagram at Kale Salad. 
These are all great recommendations. Thank you, Jen. Before we go, let's make sure the listeners know how to find you online. Where do you want them to follow you? Yay, um, at Jen Takahashi, J-E-N-N-T-A-K-A-H-A-S-H-I, um, on Twitter and on Instagram. Awesome. Well, you can find me on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ and at my email newsletter, watchthis.substack.com where I write short, spoiler-free reviews of movies and other things I'm watching. Follow this show on Twitter or Instagram at FollowFridayPod. You can find a transcript of this episode, links, pictures, and more at FollowFridayPodcast.com. Our theme music was written by me and performed by Yona Marie. Our show art was illustrated by Dodie Hermawan. Additional music by Purple Planet Music, Starfrosh, and Catherine Chang. Special thanks to our sponsor, Hey, which is making email smarter, better, and more secure. Check it out for your personal use or for your business at hey.com. Today's show was produced by Bumblecast. You can hire us to help you start a podcast or make your existing podcast better. We work with creators of all backgrounds and experience levels. Learn more at bumblecast.fm. That's all for this week. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to talk about people behind their backs. And when you do, say something nice. See you next Friday. One more time, thank you to Hey for sponsoring this show. Like I said, I use Hey every day for my personal email. And when you start using it, you can put receipts in one inbox and email newsletters in another, and all your other mail goes into something called the inbox. You heard me. They call it inbox because it's only for important and immediate stuff. Does it sound silly? Yes. Is it a great idea? Also yes. So go get your own inbox at hey.com.